marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. So sadly, I didn't have the weekend uh, last weekend, but I thought I would have when I was discussing the last podcast about Ben and Jerry's being at Curveball and all sorts of fun things happening. And none of those things happened because, unfortunately, um, the county where Watkins Glen is, where the Fish Festival Curveball was going to be, um, had a lot of floods last week. And the, cur- the curveball festival was going to go on. I got halfway to Erie, Pennsylvania on Thursday afternoon and got a call that the festival was canceled. Um, immediately, it didn't believe my friend, but then as he kept talking, he mentioned that the floodwaters got into the water supply. And for the whole town, the water was not potable. And the health department of the great state of New York uh, took the help, took the permanent for the festival. So... Despite their best efforts, they tried to bring in bottled water and, and um, other water to re-get the permit, but didn't work. I made it all the way to Erie, PA at a Shell gas station, two and a half hours into a drive to where I was going Corning, New York that night, and had to turn around. And it was sad, you know? That was a sad fucking drive back for me. Because, you know, you you look forward to these things. And obviously, if you've listened to the podcast before, I'm a huge Fish fan. Fish is more in a band. You know, it's, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. But, you know, it's it's something that, as Fish fans, that's, that's, you look forward to those shows. You look forward to spending time with your friends. Like, I was going to have 20, 30 friends I don't see all the time going to be there. Um, and the fact that it was a festival was going to make it even more special. Um, but, you know... Life happens, and you just, you gotta learn how to move on, you know? Most events aren't planned. So, No, but that sucks for the people that were, like, you said, like, who flew there, or, like, you were two and a half hours in, and you were able to turn around and come back, but, like, and my friends who were there were camping, and they knew that they had until noon the next day to leave, and they were just coming from Pittsburgh, so, again, like, it wasn't a horrendous drive for them but you know people who flew in or like you said they were like the people that were flying from overseas like maybe were had been on like another there was someone in. from new zealand who flew in and they logged their hours traveled and it was like five thousand dollars spent like something like three days of travel or something like that and they said like at the end of it it was like a mastercard thing so there's like no regrets basically i'd do it again in a heartbeat so I mean, you know, no one's mad at the band. No one's really mad at the state of New York, other than, like, what the hell weather in the state of New York. But, like... We should be blaming global warming, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Climate change. Something. Fucked my fish festival. Um, But, yeah, it sucks. I mean, the band was obviously devastated. You know, that's something they had been planning for over a year. And, you know, something that everyone was looking forward to, from the band to the to the staff that worked for them, to vendors and artists who, who came up to, to make the experience really special for everyone. Um, it's a bummer. So, but we're all we're getting refunded, and you know the band did right by as many people as they could do right by, and they're actually they're selling all the merchandise, and all the proceeds are going to go to flood relief efforts in the county there. Nice. Um, you able to get a print? Because it, at that point, like, how do you feel about that? Because I know you're a big fan of like. I mean, so people with wristbands have first crack at merchandise, so I might try to get a print because, like, the festival that never happened, um, Curveball, Jim Pollock print could be pretty cool. The problem is that I would then immediately turn around and spend $600 to frame it. <laughs> but that $400 refund that I got for the festival, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> the money you already spent, you're just getting refunded for. It's a wash. Well, it's a sunk cost. I learned in economics that if you buy a ticket to a game or a concert and you happen to lose it, and you're like debating whether or not you should buy another ticket, they said you always should because the cost of the other ticket, it's like a sunk cost. So you've already spent that money, it's gone, right. and you're not getting it back. Like I said, you pay, like sometimes you pay a bill, or like you overpay a bill, like... I feel like it happens like with insurance claims or like medical things that come through, and it's like 
they didn't process the claim right and you've paid this bill and then all of a sudden you feel like you're getting this giant windfall, but you're really not. You're just like getting money back that's owed to you because right. you overpaid in the first place. But then you get this check in the mail and you're like, what is this money like? Right, because you've already written off that money. Like that yeah. money that money is dead to you, so to speak, you know. So so anyway, you know, they're doing right by everyone. There's going to be merchandise and they're going to donate all the merchandise uh, proceeds back to the county for the flood relief and stuff like that, which is going to be cool. And I think I had said to you, um, at one point that they're like taking a huge bath on this, like easily losing millions of dollars on, uh, on this festival being canceled. You know, I'm sure they had insurance and stuff like that, but you know, so I think hopefully that means they have to play more shows next year, um, which would make me happy. (laughs) And the other silver lining is that I'm going to, um, the next concerts Labor Day weekend in Colorado for my birthday and it never rains in Colorado. I say that now. I'm sure it'll be pouring. But it's in a in a stadium and stuff like that. So it's going to be fine. Yeah, um, you don't have to worry about, like, camping and... Right, exactly. Not so, that you were camping, but... Right, exactly. So it's going to be it's gonna be fun. And I'm, I'm really expecting them, after Curveball got canceled in these next shows, I'm really expecting, like, three nights of an absolute fucking throwdown. Is like, there something this weekend? Like, is there a stream this weekend? No, or? no, there's nothing this weekend, so... Wow, so they have, like, a, a long... Yeah, so the summer tour was, like, culminating curveball, and then, like, two weeks off, and then there's the Dicks run every Labor Day weekend, which oftentimes there's a there's a break between the end of summer tour and, and Dicks, just the way the schedule works out. So, so yeah, I'm expecting three nights of nothing less than, like, absolute top-notch music, so... And it'll be your birthday. So yeah, and, and, the fri- and the Friday show will be my birthday, so I'll be 26, which is on the wrong side of the 20s, but... I'll be all right. <laughs> I, think, I think you can manage. <laughs> yeah, I'll be all right. No, it should uh, it should be fun. So, um, but yeah, it was a bummer, man. Like you know, you look for, it's when you look forward to something for that for that long, and especially something you care so much about. Like obviously, fish is a huge part of my life, and it's not something I get to do a lot. And there's a lot of ancillary parts of that life, like the people and the, the other experiences that I get to have, and. Um, the fact that it didn't happen, um, was a bummer, but I still managed to have an okay weekend back here, played some golf, won some board games, which I never win, Settlers of Catan, so suck it, Chandler. Um, <laughs> um, so, you I know. I still have never played Settlers of Catan. Yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's a long time. It's, it's not a bad game. If, if you can, like, buckle yourself down, you're like, I'm gonna play Catan right now for the next hour, then you can do it, and, like, you know, it's a fun game, so... Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, like, I get that. Like, we play Monopoly a lot because mm. Gus loves Monopoly. And no, Monopoly's horrible. It's infinitely better than Monopoly. Yeah, like, I get... Or, like, even poker. Like, oh, God, we were just talking about that. Too. Were you and I talking about that recently? Where, like, you... I, we have like, talked about it, Like, yeah. I buy into a... I've, like, bought into a poker yeah, you just game want, at, like, You want to get the hell out, yeah. And I don't want to play anymore. And I'm, like, just willing to lose $20 to, like, not have to play anymore. Yeah, you're like, fuck this shit. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, typically I have actually had to, like, I never carry cash, so it's always, like, on good faith that I've, like, borrowed money from somebody in the game, and it's like, I just borrowed money from whoever wins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I wanted to pay you back. Right, yeah, there you go. There's your payment. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, it sounds like a good idea, but it often it takes too long for me to. Anything like that where I have to focus for over an hour on something where I have to think, like, that's too much. Yeah. So. <laughs> as soon as it gets into, like... Like, I can do a movie occasionally, like, um, that's passive consumption, but, like, thinking about, like, strategic and being, like, oh, God, do I fold or go all in here? Like, I don't give a shit. Like... Right. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> the thing, like, I get reckless if, at the if, end there, because yeah, I just, like, want to be done. Line, I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's, I guess, like, if you're at the casino and you can just, like, decide at any moment that you're, like, all right, I'm done playing. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you're playing, like, at a table with a group of friends and you just have to, like, wait until the end of the game. Well, like, in poker, like, even at the casino, I don't think you can get up and leave. Like, blackjack, you can. Oh, okay. But... So that makes sense. That actually, so we have that fundraiser coming up um, in October for Betterment. And we are having this casino night. And the casino people came and talked to us. And she was, like, really trying to sell us, like against poker yeah fuck poker you don't um, want poker there because you said like blackjack roulette craps poker is like that's someone's whole night at that event right like so they're not going to be able to get i didn't realize that like it was the same thing like you can't just be done you can't be like all right i'm off did you guys I'm, I'm decide leaving. you want to do poker no i don't think we're going to do poker i think yeah. we're just going to do blackjack roulette and craps no that's perfect because those games that's what i was trying to tell you too like you don't want poker because like 
poker is like you're playing against each other and you poker. can't. And, I don't even know her. Yeah, lame Come jokes. On. I got it. <laughs> I can't say po- talk about poker without that. But yeah, like that's like someone sits down at the beginning of the night and they get up after hours, basically, depending on how, how long the game takes because it's just like at the, at the will of like, you know, the people playing. Okay. So, but so yeah, yeah. Let's get poker out of there. Yeah, get it the hell out. Because blackjack is like, I could sit down for one hand, throw down $1,000, win, get up and leave, or lose, get up and leave. Or you could just keep playing on minimum bets. Yeah. So, you know. And crafts room ladder kind of the same way. They could pop in, pop out. Yeah, I was a little bit concerned about like the size of the craps table um, taking up a lot of real estate in the room, but I think that we have it figured out logistically. That room's pretty big. Yeah, we're so. gonna use that upper level too in the oh, ballroom. Oh yeah, yeah. There'll, yeah. Be, there'll be plenty of room. So we're gonna have like a mix of the tables between that upstairs, and we're gonna have like some cocktail tables upstairs as well. And then... nice. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Yeah, I'm excited. And like it's getting closer and closer and I'm getting more and more excited about the event. I got my dress, which oh, actually yeah. I want to talk about in this week's episode because of what we're talking about. I have like a side note that I want to talk about the dress that I bought. So what are we talking about this week? Yeah, so we are talking about like a very uh, specific topic this week. I feel like this is like one of the not first times, but um, we're really getting into the nitty gritty, and we're talking about product detail landing pages. And so, in, layman, in e-commerce, yeah, in layman terms, for, for what that is, is if you're on Amazon, that's when you click on a product and you're or any re- retailer, right? Retailer. Yeah, exactly. You're reading about the product. There's the pictures, and there's the add to cart button right there. Yeah. Um. So most pages with add to cart are going to be a product detail. Um. You know, that's just specifically about one product. There might be some variations, but it's not like a whole gridded page of stuff like that. So yeah, it's a very important site uh, page for e-commerce sites because that's where people are actually like deciding, I, yes, I want to buy this product. Yeah. Like if you've gotten to the point that you're on that detail page, you're clearly interested. Yep. A little bit more strongly than looking at that like high level, um, you know, product category page where you've got that, like you said, that giant grid and you're kind of scrolling through and sometimes you'll have that hover option to like quick add to cart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a great feature, and it's something if you have an e-commerce site that you want to make sure that you have available. But when you're getting into that product, product detail page and someone's like really just looking for more information about the product before they purchase it, or like you said, maybe they want to see if that shirt comes in in a couple of different colors or... Right, yeah, exactly. Just learn anything and everything they need to know about that product. So we kind of wanted to d- dive into... Um, I think a long time ago we talked about the anatomy of a product detail page. So I think we. Well, kinda, I think you and I talked about that. I don't think we did on the podcast. Not on the podcast, but yes, off the podcast we kind of talked about this. And so yeah, I, I, let's start to dissect it a little bit. I think first and foremost, um, in 2018, the thing that you want for your product detail page is for it to be designed uh, mobile first and to be mobile yeah. friendly. Look at this. I've got like this whole section of this like wireframe that I drew out, and then I have like this thing that just says mobile. Right. I saw you draw the desktop wireframe, and I was like, "Ooh!" But then I, but then, <laughs> then I, you bit, did I the summarized big thing. it on the mobile. Like, yeah, did the did the mobile thing, and especially if you plan on doing any advertising on like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, because yeah. that's where people are always on their phones. I get ads all the time on Instagram for super awesome golf clothes or like waterproof pants, and I always click on them, rarely buy them, but I'm going to send the links to my parents because my birthday's coming up. So, mom, dad, I know you're not listening. But I want some bad birdie golf shirts. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I didn't either until I saw the ad on Instagram. But they're really awesome patterned golf shirts, like you know Hawaiian patterned or like light turquoise, but like kind of Aztec type pattern and stuff like that. So seems super awesome. So I want those for my birthday. If anyone out there listens to the podcast and wants to buy me something, but I click on these like cool clothes ads all the time on Instagram and stuff like that. And, you know, it's immediately optimized. So like I see a big picture of the product, but then there's also like an add to cart. I can scroll right down, see the description. Like it's not hard to use on mobile and like all the good information that they want is right at the top. Um, so that's first and foremost, like if you're, if you're on the internet, it should be mobile first, but especially if you're doing like, you really need to put a lot of thought into that mobile layout, especially if you're going to be doing any sort of social advertising for your products. Yep. So, yeah, first things first, mobile mobile friendly, mobile first, and I would even go so far as to say 
like when you're designing a page or something like that, thinking about a page, just even drawing it out in your head, think about it on a phone screen rather than a computer screen. Because it's, it's such a trap to fall into because as marketers or web developers or whatever, you're looking at your website most often on your desktop because that's when you're working on it. But then a lot of times the case may be that people are looking at your website on their phones 90% of the time and you're looking at it on your computer 90% of the time. So it's easy to fall into that trap and, and not... Not put as much thought into mobile as you should, but it's definitely it's something you should be thinking about first rather than second. Right, so. and if you've got a, you know, you can't just necessarily rely on that the first image is going to be the one that's pulled in. So if you have a specific image and you've got multiple variations and styles and you have this one image that you want to be kind of like your main image that's part of your advertising or part of like a remarketing um, campaign or anything... Uh, make sure you're putting in the work in behind it. I don't want to get too technical, but I just actually have a note here on my image itself to pay attention to um, the opportunity to include open graph yeah. um, images. So those are the images that are designed specifically yeah, so set, for... Yeah, set your featured image and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, if you're a WordPress Facebook. site, you'll see fe featured images is usually the word that you'll see, but that's the one that you're going to see that's kind of like your primary image for Facebook um, or your, any, of, any of your ads. Yep, um, exactly. So it's not, can't just be, can't just rely on that first one that you think is maybe going to pull in because you never know. Yeah. And speaking of imagery too, that's, that's the second thing that I think people notice, especially on, on product detail pages. It's immediately you look at the picture, you know, that's the first thing you look at. And the number one complaint um, on e-commerce shopping is that people can't like, see, touch, feel, and try products, you know, before they buy them because they oh, can't yeah. through their screen. So a way to get around that is through really awesome imagery. And, you know, you don't need a gallery of 45 different angles of this pair of shoes, but if you have five really nice pictures on a, on a nice white background and then maybe a sixth of someone wearing them, that's enough. And that way someone can see top, bottom, side, and then what they're going to look like in jeans or something like that. Um, and they can kind of get a little bit of a feel for your, for your product because... You know, like I said, that's especially me too. Like I'm hesitant, and I think everyone is to to buy something online at least at first pass because you're like, wow, man, like I it looks nice here, but am I really gonna like it in person? Um, and that's that's a really good way to get around it. I mean, you'll see these images. You know, it shouldn't be just tiny little thumbnail images either. Like they should be big. So I was like, detailed. Yeah, so. I have a statistic on that where there was a company they were doing some maybe testing. Um, and they, all they did, they didn't change anything on their landing page, except they increased the size of the images. They replaced the smaller image with a larger image. And there was a 9.46% increase in sales or conversions with the products that had the larger images. Wow. And yeah, exactly. There you have it. Because that's the first thing you see. And that's the first thing I scroll through is like, if I get to Amazon or an e-commerce yeah. site, like I'm scrolling through the different views of that image before I read anything, look at anything else. Yeah, and like again, thinking about you know a, a mobile device or whether on mobile or desktop, that ability to like to click in and zoom on some of maybe yeah. the more detailed features of the product. Um, like you said before, you were talking about a couple of different images, and I know that we'll probably talk about this later. And I know you have things, but like a video of something. Yeah, that's that's my next point. You know, another way to to get around that uh, that not an inability to kind of try out the product before is to have a video about the products. Showing someone using it, wearing it, um, is another really awesome feature. And I actually have a stat there, um, which I think Connor's <laughs> a stat, <laughs> which I think I have to find in my notes. Oh. So people are 64 to 85% more likely to purchase after watching a video. So, you know, it's a huge selling point for people. And I think it makes sense because it just helps, along with the imagery, it helps them really get a feel and a vibe for what that product is. And a well-done video can really help you out One um, the, in that regard. So Before we move on, I don't want to go too deep into video, um, although I think video is super important in that respect. We did a whole episode on it. So. We did. But I was... <laughs> Thinking about um, Amazon specifically, I don't know. I haven't seen too many other um, e-tailers who are doing this. But like, if you're buying, I was looking at these um, desktop air purifiers, mm -hmm. and you have the ability to like a, take a picture of 
like a bookshelf in your room or the oh, surface and you're going to put it, it on. Put it on there. Yeah, so it kind of scales the images. Like, what's this going to look like in my room? That's cool. Because it's this new, um, I don't know, it's new, but it's a feature that like allows you to kind of see, like, I think, you know, I don't see think it an air your, purifier yeah, itself is going to be a big deal. But, like, say it's a comforter or a piece of, like, artwork or something that you just want to know, like, what's that going to look like on this wall? Is it going to match the colors? Is it going right. to fit on this wall? No, Who that's, has time for measuring, awesome. like, a measuring tape? I don't. Yeah, I think I think the point there is is get into the latest technology. If that's offered on your site or something like that, like, let's use it because why not? Like, if you have Shopify or something and they release a new feature where you can use that functionality, like, put that thing up there. Because that's just another way that people are going to be able to, um, it's just going to drive pe more people to buy, realistically. So, and stuff like VR, if you um, think of ways you can use that, just, you know, get up on that imagery technology because that's pretty much the number one determining factor, you know, when people are, <laughs> when people are buying, it's like, what does it look like? Because for the most part, I'm looking at it, unless it's like a book or something, then I'm reading it. Right. Um, so yeah, imagery, video, VR, any sort of that like artificial intelligence stuff where it's placing it in the room for you, like all of that stuff, super awesome. And so, you know, when you think about landing on a, on a product detail page, there's a lot of things that you see right away and that we're used to seeing. So one of which is the, is the images, obviously, going to be right there front and center. Uh, but you're also going to have the title of the product, so make sure that's there um, in big font, you know, so people can read it. The price, obviously. Yeah. Um, and if there's a sale, make sure that's highlighted pretty much immediately um, right up front. The features of it, so maybe not full product description, but a couple of bullets, or you can use icons to say, hey, this is gluten-free, or um, it's made in America, or whatever whatever you want to sure. highlight there. So, so some quick little features, and then... The call to action, obviously, add to cart, add to bag, buy now, whatever you land on. Yeah, one um, of the things I was reading on that call to action was, like, there's, especially in the retail side of the world, like, there's really no reason to get cute when it comes to the add to cart button. Yeah. Buy now, add to cart. Yeah, it's just, like, you know, everyone knows what it is. It's specific to them. Like, I'm used to seeing add to cart. Amazon has buy with one click. Like, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Don't, you know, just in, from a user experience side, something I find frustrating um, when I'm shopping is when I add something to the cart, like, I want that, I want that obvious, like, yes, you've added something to your cart. So, like, maybe it's a pop-up that's like, hey, this is in your cart. But, like, don't make me hit the back button six times. Like, don't immediately take me to my cart and then make me choose to continue shopping. Or... Oh, yeah, yeah. Just add it to the cart. Put the little one up there in the top yeah, right corner. There, like, like you know that it's there. <laughs> yeah. But I've also been on sites where, like, you add it to the cart, and the cart button is, like, the notification is so you don't necessarily see it and you really kind of have to like seek out like did I add that to my cart? And like oh, next thing yeah. I know I'm like wait I have three of these on my cart because I wasn't quite sure that yeah, I added, you added it the first it time. Times. Yeah make all that stuff super obvious like no sense in being cute title features call to action anything cart anything like that nothing be, to be cute about make sure it's all there make sure it's above the fold if you can uh, most likely you can uh, most most e-commerce product detail layouts allow most stuff to be above the fold both on mobile and on uh, on desktop so you should be okay obviously if there's a sale put that up there right at the top and sure. then these sort of customizations that people can make too so let them know right away that you know this shirt's available in red green and blue or that you can and, add and down to the back to the images on that that point is if the shirt is available in red green and blue when someone chooses red your picture should coordinate with yeah the, that. yeah it should change to red exactly like nobody wants to see like if they've chosen the red shirt when the picture is still blue you're like which one did i order did right. i order the and blue one it's... you don't want any sort of confusion when people are buying because that's a deterrent yeah um so yeah the, the customization so whether it's sizing uh color scheme or any you know even like you have the opportunity to customize it by adding a logo or something like that Make sure all of that is seen right away and very clear to the users. Um, and anything, maybe um, if you're selling clothes, like who, if you're a, a third-party seller and they, maybe who the brand is or something like that. And there's yeah. specific things that, that could be there. But Which leads me to, I don't know if you have this in your notes or not, because um, we don't confer before, um, but I have a lot of kind of like back-end notes here on your product detail page of things that you should be thinking about from a search standpoint. So mm -hmm. let's say you're not Old Navy and people aren't just like instinctively saying, 
I need a pair of jeans. I'm going to go to Old Navy or Banana Republic or Gap or where we're going to buy your jeans from. Um, and you're doing something that's maybe a little bit more niche searchable um, to really think about the, the words on your page. Are they using the specific keywords that you want people to find? So is the title something that's searchable and what people are searching for when they're looking for this product? Maybe you sell... I don't know, like a reseller. I can't think about product right now. It's well, a reseller think- of like, like Carhartt, let's say. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Carhartt has their own product, but they also, you know, there are tons of retailers who sell Carhartt products. Mm-hmm. So first and foremost, I actually wrote this at the very top before even my wireframe, which is is that feeds, because a lot of times when you're mass distributing or, or mass selling a product that's sold by, you know, like, you're buying the entire Carhartt product Yeah, yeah, line. so feeds from manufacturers. Yeah, you're getting yeah. this manufacturer feed, and it's going into your website. That's a great place to start, but it doesn't. It should never end there. Yeah, it needs to, always, be op- needs to be optimized for yeah, sure. Yeah, so you're always going to supplement that. So yeah. your title, you know, if the Carhartt feed says, like, Carhartt, tan, bib overalls, you know, find a way to modify that. That's, you know, it's, it's obviously that's what the product is, but... How can well, you customize that to your website? How can you make your your make it, website stand out when someone's searching for Carhartt bib over tan overalls? Like maybe the word bib overalls or coveralls or something is really the right word that should be there. Right. Um, well, and even thinking about if you're selling your own product and say you sell blue jeans and you call them like Shlamalama Ding Dong jeans, but then because that's like your brand, but you know, realistically, if you're accounting for search, that should be Shamalan Ding Dong Pants dash blue jeans or something like that, just so you get that keyword in there still in the title. But yeah, my, my next point was as you scroll down the page, like you got that title, picture, add to cart, um, customization stuff, sale, price, call to action um, stuff there. But as you scroll down, the next thing you should probably see is a product description, which is yeah. a little bit more detailed. Which again, I have is like not the same as what the manufacturer wrote. <laughs> right, exactly. So make sure those are unique um, and make sure that they in- include the keywords. And, you know, as a sidebar, Chelsea and I are both familiar with writing mass product descriptions. And product descriptions are never something that anybody wants to spend their time on, but they are important. And there's, you know, if you have thousands and thousands of products, you don't need six paragraphs for each description. A couple sentences and some bullet points with like the specifications and stuff are going to be okay. Um, but just make sure they're unique to you, um, and unique to your business and they include the keywords that people are actually searching for and they actually describe the product too, because that is important for search and for users because they want, you know, a lot of people when they're doing their research are going to want some of that more detailed information. So as they're scrolling down that, that description, um, should definitely be there. And like I said, it helps users and it helps search engines. So so it's definitely a biggie, but it's definitely a boring one to sit there and spend your Friday afternoon trying to trying to rewrite product descriptions because I've been there. Yeah, we've, all, <laughs> we've been there. But I actually have next kind of like in my wireframe that I wrote up here was like under the, the description, um, I kind of have these three tabs okay. um, drawn out, one being reviews. Yep. One being videos, which is nice in the image, but it's also nice to yeah. see additional videos. To give it, yeah, to give it its own section. And then another one that's maybe like a little bit more detailed with specifications that you don't want to throw into the giant yeah, like main tables description. and specs and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there's some configurations of the materials that are used in making this table. Right. Um, or yeah. nutrition facts if it's food or something like that. Right, but. So reviews, videos, and specs are, are three of those kind of tabbed areas that you'll often see on a product yeah, landing page. I, I love reviews. I mean, that's yeah. that's huge for... I, well, that was my note on... Um, and I have a stat on reviews. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Right. So uh, I think it was... I forget what source it was. Like, it wasn't... It was marketing land or something. It wasn't search marketing land. I don't know. Maybe it was. But anyway, 90%, 90, 90%. Let me repeat, 90%. Yeah, I'm going to say it one more time. 90%, that's a lot. That's almost everyone. Yeah. Of customers say that their buying decisions are something, word I can't read. 
um, by online reviews. So they're influenced by online reviews. Yeah. That's the who's word. The, who are the losers that 10% of like, who's the 10% of the public whose online buying decisions aren't influenced by reviews? Like, what are those idiots right. buying? And then 88%. <laughs> yeah, it's got a one-star rating on Amazon, but I want it. Right. And then 88% <laughs> trust online reviews as much as a personal recommendation. Yeah, of course. I mean, I... So that was my... I would never buy a product that has less than four stars. If it's four yeah. stars on the dot, like, I'm iffy on it. We've talked about this before. Yeah, like... So back to that, like, fundraiser that I have for Betterment, it's a 20s prohibition theme. Um, so I'm in the market for, like, a flapper dress. But I wanted you were, something... You were in the market. You, you I wasn't... Yeah, it. I was in the market, but not anymore because I purchased uh, something. Um, but I knew that, like... You know, I went to Amazon. I knew that there would probably be a lot of people who are going to Amazon. So I wanted something that was a little bit different. Like, you know, not necessarily not like the front page. The first yeah. couple results that came up. Um, and at the end of the day, I chose a color that I didn't think that, you know, everybody would be going with either. Um, but it would match my eyes. And that's important. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, you want it to match your skin tone. I'm not going to buy something like champagne or yellow. Like, I would look I look horrible. Yellow is not my color. Yeah, I don't um, think yellow is anybody's color. It is some people's color. It's not like mine. Like, if you're really tan. You need to be really tan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the point was, in reviews is, and, and photos as well, because um, I, I talk about user-curated images and reviews. And videos. Um. Yeah, I rely on that so much when I'm shopping on Amazon, um, which is where I ended up buying that dress. But I wasn't sure what size to buy, and that's something that I've like kind of found that I've I've burned myself on before. I hem haw between sizes too, and I look for those sizing charts like in the questions or something. I like do that, too, which like, is one of my notes. Is that it true to size about, like, or true to size or yeah. pops up with measurements? But like, really, I just like to look at the like I read the reviews and you see this person, they're like. Oh, I'm 5'3", I weigh like 124 pounds. Which, how brave of them to just like put that out yeah, there. Yeah, they put it out there. Like, <laughs> you know, and then they've got like, I, in they're like, you know, this like this person, and you're like, okay, they're not like that far off from like my own size. And right. they're like, hey, and I had to order a large. And you're like, well, shit, I don't normally order a large yeah, in, in real life, but like. <laughs> If I want this to fit the way I want it to fit, like this person ordered a large, maybe I should consider ordering a large. Like, you know, you kind of have to get past yourself and be comfortable with ordering. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just based on the, it's the dress, it's not the person. So Right. So, and like a lot of those dresses are manufactured and, or products are manufactured in other countries and especially with clothing. Right. Um, yeah, you never, know what, the, you never know what the standards are going to be. So I was just looking at, um, to make some, super off-topic comment, which I think I talked to you about earlier today, is that I signed up for an adult tap class. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to find a video of Chelsea. Oh, yeah. We'll post a video at some point. There's a recital, guys. <laughs> my friend is teaching the class. She's did, a you buy, did you buy anything for tap class online? Well, I was looking for shoes today because oh, okay. I asked her. I was like, I used to have like heels back when I was like towards the end of my dance career, which, I don't know, it was like mid late middle school, junior high time <laughs> frame. But the, like, that's what you aspire to at that age was like you wanted to graduate into heels, like much like ballerinas want to graduate into point, like toe shoes. Tap, yeah. Like you just want to get into the heels. Like you're so pumped to get into like the heel. Right. Like that age group where you could wear heels. But apparently that's not really like conducive to, which is like more like a workout. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's probably not. Uh, you have people spraining their ankles and stuff. Yeah, like. so I asked my friend, I was like, do I? Like, I was like, I don't even have, I was like, I think the last pair of shoes I had was heels. And she was like, oh, no, you don't need heels. She's Get like, flats. Yeah, she was like, told me what to buy. And she gave me a couple websites to go to. But, of course, like, instinctively, I just went to Amazon because right, Amazon. Yeah. Um, just, just to see if the prices matched up to what, like, the other sites that she had told me about. Um, but I went, you know, I kind of went to those reviews and same thing like is this what i want i don't know yeah reviews are so helpful and even if you're not amazon just put that functionality and even if you're not selling anything but it's kind of a product detail with a contact page just throw a testimonial or something on there just give that page a little bit of social proof where someone a name and an occupation or just like a verified buyer whatever it is yeah. And, and throw that social proof on the page. And if you allow people to actually leave reviews, even better. Or even but, to say, like, this review is helpful, which right. is 
I love that when people like it's like yeah, okay, it's this person like, left this review yeah. and like another 25 people found this review helpful like well sweet my favorite thing about reviews is the people that leave the follow-ups because i just bought that mattress recently where um people were like i bought this and i was skeptical at first because you know the price point and is it too good to be true but the reviews all said like i had great reviews but i felt the need and they were like follow-up I've had this mattress for six months now. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Six months later, they went back and reviewed that mattress. Yeah, like they gave that like... And there was mixed... There were, at that point, it was funny because there were mixed reviews at that point where I was kind of like, Ooh. well, I don't know. Like maybe I don't want to get that. But I realized like the people... Sometimes the reviews are like, well, the packaging was kind of fucked up, so I'm going to give it three stars. But the product's great. Yeah, the one was like... <laughs> because it's like the type of bed, like, you know, a lot of beds nowadays that like come vacuum sealed in this like smaller box and you open it up and like open up the plastic and the vacuum seal and it's just like kind of like puffs up to its size and people are like well everything on the website says it was supposed to be 12 inches but it was 11 three quarters like and i waited for 72 hours it was still 11 and three quarters inches <laughs> and i called the manufacturer and i was like why is this not 12 inches it's it only it never got higher than 11 three quarters and i'm only going to give you three stars now yeah like i'm like come on yeah some people yeah exactly <laughs> i mean you got to take you got to take it with a grain of salt but you can tell i mean I, I use reviews all the time, and like I said, I'm, I'm not buying anything less than four stars, and even if you're not Amazon, just get that review functionality, or at least put reviews on your page or your website, because and allow people it's to so share valuable. That yeah, exactly. That social proof is everything, and in, in the age of Yelp, I mean, that's, that's what everyone's looking for, whether we know it or not, and, you know, a review, like Chelsea said, is just as good as a recommendation. Like, if Chelsea tells me, hey... If I'm in the market for a mattress and Chelsea says, hey, I bought this mattress, check it out on Amazon, That's that gets me to that page. And then once I'm on that page and I, I see 60 other people say how great this mattress was, right. then I'm buying that mattress if that's at my price point, you know, whatever. Because, it, like I said, it's you know, the, the word of mouth will get you there and then the reviews on the page will actually sell the product. So it's super, super, super important. And, you know, these are reviews, star ratings, testimonials, whatever you can get there. And and that's another way to incorporate video. Get some video testimonials or something on that page, too, or a video of somebody actually using the product or unrolling the mattress or whatever, whatever it might be. Right. And another thing I was thinking about, too, that should be on a lot of pages is that engagement and help so whether it's faqs are on the page already or just chat yeah I have um, thing about live, yeah <laughs> live chat you know i love live chat i've got that written down yeah exactly so you know a lot of times if someone has a question about a product or something or a service or something like that and that that faq that's can answer the question right there for them that's awesome or if they're they have further questions and chats right there and they can actually speak to an expert on the mattress or I'm stuck on mattresses now because you went there but right. um you know was this match I have back problems which mattress is right for me and then you know they can help you and point you in the right direction and that's super valuable too because when they have that positive experience on your website before they even buy that kind of like it's like knocks your brand up a peg um in their head so and that the, kind of in the same vein was is um the ability to compare so I think ah, for especially yes. for electronics, that's huge where you're looking at like maybe different um, types of computers, like you've got a laptop or something and you're like adding these functionalities or adding like different you know, processors or whatever you're trying to put on or even a mattress where you're buying a mattress and you want to review other mattresses that are 12 inches and made of organic cotton and or memory foam. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, <laughs> being able to, like, whether it's on your own site or, and you know, alongside other products that you offer yeah, as like your own business or people also someone like, like Amazon. Exactly. Compares related products. People yeah. also buy. You may also yeah. like that well, type the, of thing. I have the comparison separate from the upsell because I think the you may also want or like is another huge piece because I think, again, I mean, it's hard to compare and say, like, Amazon to anybody else because they're just doing it right in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I was buying that mattress and it was like, oh, you might also want this frame. Oh, you might also want this dust cover. Well, like, oh, you want right. this. Yeah, like, exactly. that, people who bought this 
often bought these three things together. I bought a TV on Amazon for our conference room today, and I needed a mount and an HDMI cord. And right as I scroll down the page, it's like, do you want to add an amount and an HDMI cord in a bundle? And you're like, of course and I And I was do. like, heck yeah, but add the cart. There it is. Like, <laughs> Right. And I mean, that that's an upsell opportunity that you just can't pass up. Right. And I, Or I, even like people who, like people who bought this also bought, and it might not even be the same thing. So like maybe it's a crossbow and you're saying like, hey, this is a crossbow, but people also bought these arrows or these tips or these yeah any accessories for it or whatever broadheads or this backpack or yeah, whatever exactly. people do well, i don't know where we're a little, i don't know how i went to crossbows yeah well we're a little stuck on outdoor gear because we used to write a lot of product descriptions for an outdoor gear company so <laughs> yeah so i did i, I did write some pro- it's crossbows. A, it's a it's a lot we're we're a little bit in our head when we're thinking about it because that was our deep dive into e-commerce but yeah i mean that related products opportunity is on like a site like Amazon where you can afford to show them different products that are kind of the same or if it's your company and you sell one type of mattress and you know, hey, do you also want some sheets, a bed frame and some pillows or something like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, those, those opportunities are there and it's definitely something that you should do because oftentimes when you're looking for a TV, you need a wall mount and an HDMI cord so your coworkers can plug their computers into it so they can watch cat videos on a 40-inch LCD TV. I hope that's not what they'll be doing, but who knows? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so my my next thing that I wanted to talk about was, um, although it's not necessarily on your detail page, it should be, is um, talking about whether or not your website or that specific product that you're offering qualifies for free shipping. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, That's I, number one. So the number two complaint was you can't try the product before you buy. Number one is paying for shipping. Yeah, so I've got <laughs> a statistic that 44% of people abandon their purchase because shipping was too high. Yeah. Um, That's almost half. That's crazy. Yeah. So be upfront. If you don't have free shipping, then make sure that people are aware of that when they get to your site. Um, because there was another statistic that I didn't write down, but that, that if people are aware of shipping before they get to the checkout. Oh, so they don't assume it's for you when they get there. Yeah, because like once they get to that point of like, you know, the worst is when you get like through the process and you're like, I've added to my card, you get to the checkout. Shipping's 15 bucks, yeah. Yeah, so that was one of the things, another, I guess, something I kind of want to talk about. I don't know if it makes sense to talk about it right now, but... Um, which is conversion rate optimization. Um, so looking at your landing pages and figuring where people are dropping off. But I think it ties back In the cart. because yeah, exactly. I think that's the biggest drop off for a lot of retailers. Oh, it's shipping is all the time. In and, that cart. Yeah, entering your credit card and shipping probably. Yeah. yeah. So if you're not offering free shipping, you need to make sure up front that people are are aware of that. Or maybe you have a ninety nine dollar threshold yeah, like a threshold or and make sure like that, that people like as they're ordering that you're giving up those flags and notifications that say hey you're $20 away from free shipping you know it's like it's sad how many times that it's like shipping probably was six ninety nine, like, uh, but if oh, they're like yeah oh, oh, you're the, 99 oh, I have these yeah, stupid products you're 9.99 away from free shipping you could pay 6.99 for shipping but you're 9.99 away well, from you might free as well, shipping you might as well get something out of it then you're paying an extra three bucks you know I think it's also acceptable to like next to the price or beneath the price just say like plus shipping or something like yeah. that. Just or just not up. like if it doesn't, if it's like an oversized item, like does not like, again, when I was looking at mattresses, it was the same thing as like some of those things didn't qualify for free shipping and that's okay. Or it had like a really extensive lead time. Um, again, right. like this not product. All, not all products are created equal. If you're buying a 500 pound boulder, or like a cell phone case, shipping those two things, there's two different worlds. So <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so back to like free shipping aside, um, one of my other big drop-off points I want to talk about is um, stock. Like whether or not an item oh, yeah. in or out of stock. And I, I, almost, was, I almost bought a TV and I had to buy another one because it was out of stock on Amazon today. Yeah, so you're kind of like in that immediate need piece like mindset where you're like i need to buy this right now i want it to be here because i was told to buy a tv so now i'm going to buy it (laughs) right but like from a personal standpoint i actually was interested um especially i think maybe more in the line of clothing um the biggest thing i think a lot of um a lot of businesses do is like if it's not in stock 
they will tend to like hide that product or like not even show it. Yeah, so you can't so, like, even you know, get you there. You have like a a script written that it's like if inventory is below a certain level, then you're just not even going to be able to see that product. Um, but statistics show that um, when you actually show your stock levels um, or even that the item is out of stock, that your the transparency people appreciate that transparency. Um, but it's also an opportunity for follow-up. So maybe it is something that like a shirt or a pair of jeans or a pair of shoes that someone's like, you know, I'm not going hiking this weekend, but I'm in the market for hiking boots. I don't know. Um, so they're not in stock right now, but you give that person the opportunity. It was like, Hey, this isn't in stock, but would you like a notification? Yeah, they can come back. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've got a statistic that 22%, um, so if you have that notification and you send somebody that message hey, that's stock. like, hey, yeah, yeah. the sudden that you're looking at that was out of stock is, is up is back in stock now, that um, back in stock messages have a twenty two percent conversion rate um, when offered to yeah. somebody. Oh, that's that's a great idea. Yeah, I and like again, like I think we talked about this before, like that whole like abandoned cart. Yeah, mentality. I mean, yeah, we could dive Which is not into about, email yeah. marketing a whole, a whole for a whole other hour. But yeah, I, li- I like that idea of this is out of stock. Would you like? And Amazon the same way. The TV I was going to buy, it's like, would you like to, you know, basically buy it, but then like we'll ship it when we get it, or would you like a notification when it's back? And I was like, eh, I knew I wanted it this week because people were excited to put the TV in the conference room. But you know, it's uh, that's I, I like that idea a lot. That that idea of letting people know, hey, this product you were interested in is back in stock. So, so I think my my last point here. I think we talked through a lot of different pieces of a product um, detail landing page, um, but the last point that I really wanted to make is, you know, you want all of these things on your page, but don't just spew them out and like it's just like a scrolling list of crap, basically, you know, break that page up into sections that are easy to digest. So like, you know, like I said, the top section is image, title, features, add to cart, and customizations. The next section is descriptions. The next one's FAQs. The next one's um, specifications. The next one's reviews, videos. And make make these into little digestible chunks so people aren't immediately overwhelmed when they get somewhere either because it's easy to think, well, I want all A through Z on my product detail page. And I just put them all there and it's like all on a white background and here they are people read them and look at them. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, that's, that's not what you want to do. And, and most um, CMSs, content management systems, which people will use to build websites like Shopify or WordPress and commerce will give you that opportunity to have the different sections and they'll kind of mm-hmm. lay it out for you. Um, but I, you know, I just wanted to make sure I say that because we'll talk about this and then someone will inevitably be like, I put all these things on my landing page and I'm not friggin' selling anything and send me an angry email. And then I'll go and look at the page and it's just like, well, you put them all on there, but I can't even, I don't even know where to start because this thing looks crazy. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, design has a lot to do with the overall user experience and that's what you need to think about. It's not just necessarily about... It's not whether or not it's there. It's like yeah, how are how are people interacting with your product? Again, back to like talking about the idea of A/B testing or um, you know making an effort to see like are if I make my images a little bit larger or more crisp or clear or maybe I'm writing descriptions that aren't copied exactly off of my manufacturer or worse a competitor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah, those are just all things to think about. I have a couple of like little minor things that I maybe hinted on before, but within that page, there's a lot that you can see and that you're putting out for your customers to see um, visually, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done in the back end to make sure, again, like whether you have a WordPress site, whether nice. you have we'll a Shopify finish, we'll site. We'll finish this episode with the back end. I like it. <laughs> right. The back end <laughs> for the back end of the episode. Um, you yeah, know, but like I said, I already talked about like that open graph image or the featured image to make sure that that you know, the image that you want to show as part of your advertising is the one that's there. Um, But making sure when you do have an image of the product that you're selling that you have things like image alt tags um, put in there. So we talk about things like, think about like screen readers. Yeah, all the SEO pieces need to be in place. So you think about a screen reader, like, you know, somebody who's visually impaired who's on your website and there's a screen reader saying like, here's a picture of a shirt. So when you put that tag in or that, that, alt text in 
and you see that box on your WordPress site or wherever on your image, and it's like, oh, what's the, what does this alt text mean? Like, that's exactly what you need to think about is that there's somebody that's on your website that can't necessarily see the pictures clearly or at all, and they need to know what the heck is there. So as the screen reader saying, like, here's the description of the product, but here's an image, and this is the red shirt, size small, or these are the boots. Red shirt with the dragon breathing fire on it, right. size extra large. Right. So they're not just buying the red shirt. Like now they thought they were just buying a red shirt, but really they're buying the red shirt with the dragon breathing fire. Maybe they wanted the red shirt, the dragon breathing fire, but that image text. Who wouldn't like, want that? Right. right. But you've copied the same. Just you've copied the same alt tag across your entire site um, for that specific T-shirt, and really they didn't want the dragon breathing fire, but they wanted the car. They wanted the manatee-breathing water. Right, the narwhal shirt. Yeah. So, you know, just be cognizant of kind of those back-end pieces, um, like the description, the image alt tags, um, and a lot of the pieces that go along with the S with SEO because while you, they're helping you when it comes to search, they're also helping, helping people. Helping users, yeah. Um, who maybe aren't seeing your... There's like a huge chunk of impaired people use the internet too. It was like, would you say no to like 20% of your customers or something like that? It was like a stat that I read um, for not being like PCI or ADA compliant or whatever like that. So yeah, yeah all that, all those pieces are important for search and for a pretty uh, substantial chunk of people using the internet. So Right. And I won't pretend to know as much about schema as I think that I want to know. But again... There are certain things that you want to make sure that Schema, you have. Use it. It's yeah. good for search and stuff. Well, <laughs> I think about WordPress. There are schema plugins. I mean, there are ways. Of, there are ways that you can get those tags in there. But at minimum, the pricing um, needs to be like your price of your product should have schema tags around it. Reviews should have schema tags around it. And actually, I thought about like not even schema, but Google when you're looking at a product or even a service and a certain product has a certain number of reviews behind it, um, people are able to see that like in shopping ads. So if you're running, considering running Google shopping ads or like we were talking about very early on, um, Facebook advertising, if you have a product that has a bunch of um, reviews next to it, then yeah, they'll pull those, those pull are going to, you know, time. and you have the, if you have your detailed pages set up the right way, then well, actually, those reviews are going to show up too. Yeah, and Google's doing a great job too of making their advertising user-friendly. So they're making automated feeds um, now so we don't have to slave over product feeds for hours and hours. Like they'll just scan your website and create the feeds for you, which is awesome. Um, we could do a whole thing on Google advertising, honestly. But anyway, yeah, the, the, the back-end stuff is just as important as the front-end stuff. Just because you don't see it, um, doesn't mean that it's not there and having an effect on your conversions. So right, it's definitely or the ability for people to find your product. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, I I love that. I think uh, I think I've I've run out. I, I allow myself one sheet of notes, and I've I've gotten to the end here. I I'm at the end. So I have one <laughs> sheet of notes with side notes on the other page, <laughs> but more just because I've have two different colors of pen that I write in. Because I take my main notes and then I supplement. I cannot see a difference between the two different colors of pen. I have a purple and a green pen. Well, I should be able to. Anyway, it's probably because it's upside down. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, and then I used your black pen to cross off the things that I'd already talked about. So all sorts of colors happening. I like that. I mean, I like the. I like. Yeah, that's how I take my notes. That's how I go to meetings. It's like, prettier than my notes. I'll it's how that. I prioritize my notes too. It's like different colors and things that need to get done that's everyone smart. needs their own no that's smart thing. that's better than my junk anyway you great your <laughs> i said you have great junk that's <laughs> <laughs> sort of an awkward all right well let's uh we'll pull that one back <laughs> on that note <laughs> amazing oh boy yikes anyway this is drunk marketing yeah it has been <laughs> i'm chelsea I'm Connor. Cheers. Cheers.